Let him fill your Let soul. Let him fill your soul. Let him take you in his arms and make you. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank God very much for your love and your concern in listening to God's word. I believe strongly that it's the love of God that has brought you to listen to this very important study. And I believe that as you listen, God is going to bless you in such a way that you've never known before. Let's bow our heads for a short prayer as we go into God's word. Father, we thank you very much for your love and your concern. We thank you very much for the love that the people listening to me have for you. And I believe that this love had brought them to this point of listening to your word. I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will minister to every one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the answer to our prayers. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. Like you've been told already, that we are going to continue in the series we've started, The Danger of Idle Worlds. The Danger of Idle Worlds. I will take us back to Matthew chapter 12, and I will read from verse 33. Matthew chapter 12, from verse 33. I read, Either make the tree good, and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. Verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. James chapter 3. James chapter 3. And we are going to read from verses 5 and 6. James chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Even as the tongue is a little member, and boasted great things, behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and set it on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. From these two scriptures I've read, it's very clear that you would know the danger of idle words. From the passage I read in Matthew particularly, Jesus said, we as individuals must watch our words because we shall give account of the words we speak. Jesus went further to tell us that the heart is the root, while the language is the fruit. He said, for out of the abundance of the heart, 
the mouth speaks, implying that the heart is the fountain and the words we speak are the streams that come from the fountain. Prophet Isaiah lamented about his predicament and cried out. He said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the Lord of hosts. Before this time, Isaiah, as a prophet sent by God, had declared eight woes to the people of Israel, the backslidden Israelites. And he was very, very fierce with his message. But this same prophet, who had told others woe eight times, was the same person now saying that he was under a curse. He said, woe is me. He said, for I am undone. The word undone there means I am in trouble. And he said, I am a man, even though he is a prophet, he said, I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. He said, my eyes have seen the Lord of hosts, whose eyes are of so wonderful, glorious, and such eyes that cannot behold iniquity. He saw himself dirty before the Lord. Like I told you, he has proclaimed eight woes. Now, in Isaiah chapter 3, verse 9, look at the woe he declared. He said, Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. He said the children of Israel had backslidden and that they have rewarded evil to themselves because of their backsliding state. In verse 11 of chapter 3, of Isaiah, he said, Woe unto the wicked, he shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. He said, The wicked people are under a curse. In chapter 5, verse 8 of Isaiah, he said, Woe unto them that join house to house. That is, you have property as a result of dubious ways of living or duping people, and you got money and you build houses, you embezzle, or you stole government money, or you stole the money of individuals, or you were a kidnapper, and you kidnapped and you got a lot of money, or you went and you stole from houses, or you stole from the government, and you got so many houses, he said, listen to me, you are under a curse. Now, number four, in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 11, said, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink and continue until night till wine inflame them. Isaiah was saying here, he said, listen, all those who wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is to take some alcohol and they continue in the alcoholic drink until the evening. He said, listen, you are under a curse. Number five curse that he gave was in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 18. I read, he said, woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin as it were with a cut rope. Here he was saying that, listen, there are those who just give themselves to committing sin and they find pleasure in committing sin. They find pleasure in doing it. And that was what he was saying. Number six woe he gave was in Isaiah chapter 5 and in verse 20. He said, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Here Isaiah was saying that, listen, God's cost is on those who see light and they call it darkness. 
they see darkness, they call it light because of the advantage they're going to have. And so it was so vehement, it was so clear. Number seven to woe that he declared was in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 21. He said, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Number eight, woe was in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 22. He said, Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink. There are those who drink and they mix their alcohol. They mix it with different, different alcohol and then they drink. He said, Listen, you are under a curse. But when he saw the Lord of hosts by himself, he cried out. He said, I am also under a curse. Now, understand what we are talking about. We are talking about the danger of idol wars. He has declared woe eight times to the nation of Israel that are backslidden. And now he came to say he was under a curse. Why? He said, I have seen the Lord of hosts. He saw that after seeing the righteousness and the holiness of God and the forthrightness of God, he said that I am under a cause. He said, for I am undone. I am in trouble. He said, why? I have unclean lips. He said, even though I have been preaching, I have prophesied, my lips are not clean. He said, therefore, I am undone. I am in trouble. And he said, the reason is that I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. Now, understand what Isaiah was saying. Isaiah was saying that I dwell among people. I dwell with people. Now listen, Isaiah was not like Jeremiah who was not married. Isaiah was married and he had a wife. Isaiah was married and he had children. Isaiah was going in and out and he had people walking with him. Then he was going in and out in the nation of Israel. So he was talking about all people put together. He said he was dwelling with people with unclean lips. Right from home to the place of work to the populace. Where he was going to minister, he said, I have seen things with my own eyes. I dwell with people with unclean lips. And therefore, I also I am among them. And he cried out, he said, I am under a curse. Listen to me. You must understand that if Isaiah was so, so sincere with himself, and after examining his own personal life, he saw that he was a man of unclean lips. Do you know that he had to cry out? And God came to his help and God did something. Of course, you know the story, how God cleansed him and purged him. I'm going to come to that later. But this introduction I've made brings me to a very important point now. I will look at this message under just two subheadings. One, the destructive fire of the tongue. Two, the deciding factor of the tongue. I go back to James chapter 3, the destructive fire of the tongue. I read James chapter 3 and in verse 5. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. You will see the tongue could be used to bring about things that will be so destructive. A little tongue will bring about fire being kindled. And here we are told how destructive the tongue could be. In verse 6, and the tongue is a fire. Please take note, the tongue is a fire. Take note, the tongue is a fire. God cannot lie. If God says that something is fire, he's telling you that that thing is fire. But the question you ask is that, but my tongue has no bones. Yes, but it is fire. My tongue has nothing else, but it is so soft. Yes, it's fire. And that is what God said. You had better believe it and take note of what God has said and say, God, this is important. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, a world of sin. 
so is the tongue among our members, that it defiled the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. It is set on fire of hell. You can see the destructive nature in Proverbs chapter 18 and in verse 21, which we read some time ago. I read verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Please take note of this sequence. Here Solomon was saying, death first before life. That means the tongue has the tendency to bring death before it brings life. And you must watch that. And this is very important. This is the destructive nature of the tongue. The destructive fire of the tongue. Death first before life. And if you watch in the society, anywhere you go, people talk death before they talk life. They talk evil before they talk good things. And this is why you need to be very careful. In Proverbs chapter 18 and in verse 7, I read, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snares of his soul. Proverbs chapter 16, I will read from verse 27. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27. Take note of what we are looking at, the destructive fire of the tongue. I read verse 27. An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is as a burning fire. You could see that the wicked man has a work that he does. And what's the work he does? He will dig off evil. Something that has happened 10 years ago, 9 years ago, 4 years ago, 5 years ago, he will dig it up. And the Bible says that his lips are a burning fire. The lips of the man that digs up evil. And this tells you what the tongue could do. I read with you right now, Proverbs 26, I'll read from verse 18. As a madman who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor, and seeth, am not I in sport? Verse 20, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So, where there is no tail-bearer, the strife ceases. You could see why quarreling could be in the family at times. You could see why there is problem in the church at times. You could see why there is problem in the community at times, in the neighborhood at times. You could see why there is problem in the whole country, because there are tail-bearers. And these tail-bearers are seen as individuals that are going out with fire. Their tongue is fire. The Bible says, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So, where there is no tail-bearer, the strife ceases. Disagreement between husband and wife could come as a result of tail-bearing. Disagreement between members of the church and the elders of the church can be as a result of tail-bearing. Disagreement between the workers in the church could come as a result of tail-bearing. There will be strife among them. And the Bible says that tail-bearers are the cause of it, and their tongue is so destructive. Look at verse 21. As coals are burning coals, and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. You see, the word kindle there has to do with lightning. The word kindle there tells you that it has to do with setting on fire. That's why the word kindle is used by God himself. So that means that somebody who goes around saying things about other people 
and maligning them and carrying story to this other person, take the story from this other person to this other person, is like someone that brings about strife. Verse 22, the words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Verse 23, burning lips, watch it again, burning lips, burning lips, take note of those words, burning lips. And a wicked heart, the combination is there. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So the burning lips and the wicked heart are like a pot shed covered with silver draws. Look at verse 24. He that hated the same blade with his mouth. Do you know why some friends do not walk together again? Because somebody scattered them. Dissembling them means to put asunder, to put people away. And there are people today who are no more friends because somebody carried an information to someone else. And now they have scattered. Some churches have scattered. Some marriages have scattered. All because of somebody who was a dissembler. He says, he that hated dissembled with his lips and laid up the seed within him. Verse 25. When he speaketh fair, believe not. For there are seven abominations in is heart. You now see again, this dissembler has abomination in the heart, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will begin to speak. Look at verse 26. Whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. And this is the result of what people who are given to talking, maligning, gossiping, Tail-bearing, evil-speaking would reap at the close of the day. In verse 27, Whoso digget a pit shall fall therein, and he that ruleth a stone, it will return upon him. That means that if you give your tongue to telling lies, evil-speaking, pulling others down, maligning individuals, God says, listen, what you have sown, you are going to reap. And if your tongue had been so destructive like fire, it says, listen, you are not going to be the only person affecting others. You also will be affected. And that's what the word of God is saying in Proverbs chapter 11. Look at the destructive effect of the tongue. The destructive effect of the tongue. In Proverbs chapter 11, the destructive fire of the tongue is what we are looking at. Proverbs chapter 11. And I'm going to read from verse 11. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Can you imagine? A whole city is overthrown by the mouth of a wicked person. That would tell you that a whole family can be overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. A whole community can be overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. A whole church can be overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. If a city can be overthrown by the mouth of the wicked, tell me, what do you think about a company? What do you think about a fellowship? What do you think about people who gather together for good reasons? They can be overthrown because of somebody who spoke something that was very, very destructive. Look at that verse again. It said, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of of the wicked. A whole city is overthrown. Please take note, not true bomb, not shooting, not a dynamite that was used. It was just words, the mouth. You could see how powerful the tongue could be. The destructive fire of the tongue. The damage the tongue can cause is like that caused by the forest fire. A forest fire 
is wide-ranging once it starts. The moment the fire burns in a bush or in a forest, the range of the fire cannot be explained with words. The flames spread like a wave which cannot be stopped. The tongue can damage at a distance. The tongue can destroy at a distance. A careless word spoken at one end of the city can reach the other end, bringing pain, sorrow, grief, and hurt. The tongue is as dangerous as fire. If someone drops a malicious word or repeats a scandalous and untrue story about a neighbor or fellow Christian, it can cause much harm hundreds of kilometers away. A forest fire is uncontrollable. So also, no man can control the damage, the destructive effect of the tongue. A rumor, an idle word, a malicious story destroys so easily, so quickly. Therefore, those of you listening to me, I want to just tell you this. Let not anything you say bring about destroying others. Before speaking, remember that once a word is spoken, it is gone like a bullet from its control and the speaker will give account on the day of judgment. The tongue is a world of iniquity. By the tongue, men can make evil things look good. By the tongue, men can even excuse and justify wicked things and wicked deeds. By the tongue, men can persuade others and lead them into damnable abominations. By the tongue, it can turn the whole of our lives into a blazing flame of damage, destruction, and disaster. And that is why you and I need to examine ourselves like Isaiah did. Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips. Examine your heart. Examine your life because your tongue is a deciding factor. And I go to point number two, the deciding factor of the tongue. In James chapter 3, I'm going to read from verse 2. James chapter 3 and in verse 2, the tongue is a deciding factor where we shall spend eternity. Either we spend eternity in heaven or in hell, but it will depend on how you use your tongue. It doesn't matter if you are an apostle or a prophet like Isaiah was, or you are an evangelist, a pastor or a teacher, or you are an elder, or you are one of the deacons or deaconesses. It doesn't matter what you do in the house of God. You are, maybe you are one of the ushers, or you are opportuned by God to be a member of the choir, or you are in charge of the sanctuary work in the church, cleaning the church. It's very important that you take note of what we are sharing, that the deciding factor of the tongue is so clear from the scriptures. In James chapter 3, I'm going to read from verse 2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. James chapter 1. 
verse 26. I read, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain, the deciding factor of the tongue. If your tongue is not bridled, the Bible says your religion is vain. Why? Because in the multitude of words, there wanted not sin. Jude verse 15. Jude verse 15. I read, To execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own loss, and their mouth speaketh great swollen words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13 and in verse 3. Proverbs chapter 13 and in verse 3. I read, He that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. But he that openeth wide his leaves, shall have destruction. How many people are going through pain today? Going through hard times today? Not because of witchcraft. Not because of witches. Not because of wicked men, but their tongue had brought destruction to them. That's what God says. In Matthew chapter 12, listen to the words of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 12 and in verse 36, I read, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. These are the very words of Jesus Christ. You could see the deciding factor of the tongue. By your words, your destiny can be sealed, either in heaven or in hell. It doesn't matter the office you hold in the house of God or in the society. In Proverbs chapter 26, Proverbs chapter 26. It doesn't matter who you are, a boy or a girl, a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. We have a very serious thing at hand now, the COVID-19. Do you know that your tongue could be more destructive than that virus by far? I will show you from the scriptures if we have all the time. I'm reading from Proverbs chapter 26. Proverbs chapter 26. And I'll read from verse 18. Proverbs 26 and in verse 18. Please go with me. I read once again. As a madman who caused fire, brands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceiveth his neighbor, and seeth am not I in sport. Verse 20. Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So, where there is no tail-bearer, the strive seizeth. Are you a tail-bearer? Verse 21. As coals are a burning coals, 
and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle fire, to kindle strife. 22. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Do you know that the talebearer wounds the person that hears him or listens to him so much? Because he will say, have you heard? By the time he finishes the tale, the person is so wounded, devastated, and confused. Verse 23. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a poor shade covered with silver dross. He that ate the semblate with his lips and laid up deceit within him. Verse 25. When he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Now look at verse 26. Whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation, the deciding factor of the tongue. The wickedness of the tongue of that individual will be showed before the whole congregation at the great white throne judgment. Verse 29. Whoso digeth a pit shall fall therein. Verse 27, I read again. Whoso digeth a pit shall fall therein, and he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. Let me tell you something. Whatever you sow in maligning people, in running people down, in abusing them, and uh, finding fault with them for no reasons, the Bible says that it's going to come back to you. And that is why the deciding factor of the tongue is so real. In verse 28, I read, A lying tongue hated those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. You see, you cause ruin not to those alone, but you ruin your own life as well as you go about destroying others. And that is why, like Isaiah did, Isaiah was so sincere. Isaiah was so straightforward. Isaiah examined himself. He knew that out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth was speaking. Even though he was a prophet, he said, listen, I have a problem. And my problem is that I have unclean lips. And uh, unfortunately, I dwell among people with unclean lips. And he cried out. And he said, listen, God, I need you. And you know, the Bible told us that God came to his rescue. If you look at Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 6, I'm going to read verse 5. See how God delivered that man from useless work as a prophet because he would have ended his life being banished, most likely in hell, because of his lips that were so dirty and yet he was prophesying. Look at Isaiah chapter 6. I read from verse 5. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. Verse 7, And he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. 
you could see the sincerity of this man brought a dramatic change. The angel of God had to come and bring about his sins being forgiven. The angel of God told him that he had been purged. Would you allow God this day to purge you of all sin? Now, the sin we're talking about now, we're talking about the idle words who have spoken that is going to bring about condemnation. You know what I'm talking about? Some of us are sick today. We are sick physically. We are sick emotionally. We are sick psychologically. We are sick financially. And our sickness is so real. And so, as an individual, I plead with you. And I want to tell you that God wants you to repent of every sin by confessing your sins and forsaking them and asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart and let him take over your heart so that the grace of God will begin to be seen in your life. Before I round up, I just want to mention this to you because it's so important. And I tell you this, that you can bring your heart to Jesus Christ. Is the purifier is the sanctifier and it will purify your heart of every debt of every sin and i believe that out of the abundance of the heart your mouth will begin to speak a man's heart is the storehouse and the tongue reveals what is stored there we can know the spiritual state of a man by the kind of tongue he has our final eternal destiny will be decided or determined by our tongues at the end of life, our tongue will determine where we shall spend eternity. Whether we are spoken or whether we talk to people graciously or without grace is going to determine where we shall spend eternity. Therefore, I want to plead with you once again. You can bow your head and you can pray with me. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Let us pray. Father, we thank you very much for all of us who have listened to your word. We just pray that as you have done this great and mighty thing in our lives, the change will be so wonderful in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy and righteous Father, cause your name to be exalted as a result of what we have heard. Holy Father, I pray that as many as have heard your word, their lives will never be the same. In Jesus' name we have prayed and celebrated. Amen. Until I come your way again, God bless you. I pray that you will not give your tongue to I do worlds. Thank you very much. Bye for now.